Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another podcast hosted by another Marvel guy. Here with the boy, Colin. We're back. Did I already say it's episode 28? Yes. Yes, I did. I'm tripping. I'm fooling. But if you haven't yet, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. We're almost at 1,000 downloads on the podcast, which is pretty dope. Thank you for anyone who has listened. Another announcement, if you haven't, if if you just strictly listen to the podcast, that's dope. But... Go check out to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash another Marvel guy. Uh, 525 subs. It's gone up quite a bit in the past month. Some good content. Enter it into, um, if you know, Nando V Movies. He, he's done this before. It's like a little community project. Anybody can chime in. So it was called One Villain is Seen. I did my take on it. The video's got like, it's my biggest video yet, actually, on the channel. It's 30, it's at like 30 something thousand views. It's a great video. Go watch it. I very much enjoyed it. We're going to get right into it. Uh, Obviously, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has come out. We're going to get into it. I thought it was fantastic. Same. Uh, But before that, we're going to dive into some news here. Um, Specifically, so today is Tuesday, September 7th. This will probably be out on Friday. Uh, If you're listening to this, you've already seen the What If Marvel Zombies episode. How was it? They just released a little trailer. T- tell us how it is. Just just send us a message, in ba- back into the past. Ho- hopefully, I'll get one soon, and then we'll not. What if does a really good job, or at least they have been, of like kind of condensing these stories. So I'm I'm except for episode except one. for episode one. Yeah, episode one kind of feels like I don't know. It doesn't feel like the rest of the rest of the episodes. Overall, what are you what are your thoughts so far? I know in the last episode we talked about episode one and two. Um, but three and four just came out, so what do you think? I think they went dark, man. I mean, I think episode three was really cool. I liked it probably more than most people with, you know, Hank just completely murdering everybody. I like to see some people die. And he basically just did, he basically proved the whole, you know, if you go up Thanos' butt theory by exploding Hulk's heart. So now we know Hulk can, Hulk can die. And then, you know, episode four, I know it was your favorite. I mean, that's just totally magical and cosmic and all timeline loopy but it ends amazing and it's very sad it's something that we don't really get often in the mcu it was like a just straight up cold ending yeah which i love and it's but it's like when is the watcher gonna interfere i really thought clearly he has to he's not only just picking points in time but i think he's only gonna help if the person he's judging is doing something good rather than something completely freaking reckless like this version of Strange Day. Cannot and will not interfere. Until he does. Until the finale. Yes. Until the finale. I'm actually pr- I'm pretty sure Owatu in the comics is one of the only watchers who is who interferes, actually. So just keep that uh you know Meaning it's gonna happen. Ready. Yeah. I mean the way they've marketed it too, it's like Okay, it's uh he's so he's definitely gonna interfere at some point. Yeah, exactly. And he was fighting, and they did like a Hyundai ad, and he was fighting alongside them. And when yeah, they all yeah. kind of the Guardians of the Multiverse came together, so which we already, I mean, technically that's a spoiler, but like, come on, if you're listening to this, then you already knew that. That is true. Yeah, I mean, overall, um, I think people would be a little bit upset with where I rank. What if, um. Overall in the MCU, right at, right now as it stands, I mean, there's, including the shows, there's about 20, 28, so there's 28 projects, right? 
where where would you where do you think what if is on my board? I mean, it's kind of hard just because it's not finished yet, but I mean, I'd rank it pretty high, not top 10. Uh but definitely not in the bottom 5. Okay. Um I would put it at 23 or 24. So like you'd rather watch like Thor the Dark World than what if? No. Any so Thor, Captain Marvel, Ant Man and the Wasp, Dark World, and Hulk are behind it. But like I much I rather watch Iron Man two than What If, honestly. I I yeah I I almost just feel like they're in completely different realms. I mean it's they are yeah they which are. It, but 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 I think that's the cool part of What If. I just like it. It's exciting, you know. It's exciting that they could do whatever they want, and it's exciting we're get we're getting to see different sides of characters, you know, just if one little thing changed. I liked it. I just wasn't like super impressed as I like what, like I was with Shang Chi. Yeah. So obviously, there's a lot left to it, but I don't know. I'm also not. I will admit, I'm not a huge animation fan. So I like this style of animation. It's different. It's not what I expected, uh, and I really like how there's certain stylistic choices. It 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 kind of became better. Like this whole strange episode was. The animation was amazing. I love that. Like, it was creepy. Like, the shadow on the ground and popping up and just turning into a big monster. Like, all this shit, I love. Give me more of. I like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the second episode was actually good, too, with T'Challa Star-Lord. Oh, yeah. That um, was a really good episode. But it, we already kind of talked about that in the last one. Yeah. No, I, th- I think what I just... I don't know. I feel like the first two episodes were, like... And I think Marvel did this on purpose. It, it did literally seem like, a, okay, this is a very basic what if this happened. Then we take it up a notch slightly. Yeah. What if we switch it up where, you know, blah, blah. And then now we're kind of getting into the... Otherwise we'll OD, darkness right? and nitty gritty. Just... Yeah. I I think Marvel's best work is done when it does its, like, drama thriller type stuff. Yeah. Which is exactly what episode four did. And so that's why I kind of gravitated. I'm also a huge Doctor Strange Yeah, fan, I know so. you are. Especially that whole movie's plot line. I mean, you love... We used to watch that on repeat. Before we even finished the rest of the movies, we would just be like, oh, let's watch Doctor Strange again. And watch that one scene, which we now know is like this traverse through the multiverse, which we're definitely going to see again. It's in my... It's number eight for me in my overall ranking, so it'll be interesting to see where number two goes. Yeah. Uh, Moving on, though. um, Just a couple things. Hawkeye reshoots were today. Um... They're pretty much just finishing it up. When is when is the release date for that? November twenty fourth. Wow. Spider Man No Way Home. Which shit, we didn't even talk about that since we did last of the podcast. Holy crap! It came out like two days after. Are you kidding me? Well, do you want to talk about yeah, that really we, quick? And just yeah, yeah we'll skip Eternals quick. and Secret Invasion. Yeah. Um. So the multiverse confirmed here. A uh, couple questions. I'll I'll hit you with right away. Um. Do you think this confirms the other two Spider-Mans? Yes. Okay. 100%. Okay. Now, do you think that every version is coming from the timeline of those other two movies? So, is Jamie Foxx's Electro getting pulled from the Amazing Spider-Man 2, or is it a different version, but just very close? Yeah, it's going to be alternate timelines, so variants. Okay. Right? This is why we have variants okay. now. 
alternate timelines with i mean so the the idea is is it going to be right before they die or is it going to be like oh they killed spider-man in this respective universe and so they lived on so it'll be interesting to see that like little thing if they even do mention that but yeah i think the creative changes that marvel the mcu wanted to make in terms of like outfits and suits like why electro isn't going to be blue will be done through that very okay universe. now with that being said are we going to get a variant Willem Dafoe, which I, I think we are, uh, maybe very similar, and along with that, are we going to get a variant Doc Ock? My opinion is the Doc Ock that we see will be the Doc Ock from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, or not Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man yeah, 2, sorry. yeah. What do you think about that? So I know Molina said that the story takes place right from the river. I think that they will not touch those ex- exact specific variant or timeline, those characters in those specific, you know, Raimi and Webb universes. You don't think so? Because they don't, no, because they don't want to mess up what happened in those movies. It would cheapen. Here's the thing. We don't know how the movie ends. Are they going to make it back to their universes? How is that going to happen? Are they going to die? I think you can. I think it would cheapen the stories of those if Holland were the one to kill them. You know what I mean? I th- I, I don't to know. To be honest with you, I think if they do decide to go with the exact Doc Ock from Spider-Man Two and have all the rest, var- all the other ones variants, I think I think it would make sense just because now you could have someone in the Sinister Six who has went through their whole arc, right, and already like. Like, maybe he's secretly a good guy. You know, maybe he's working with the Sinister Six because he wants to get home, too. And he's the one that originally convinces Peter to let him out. But then now he's working with this Willem Dafoe who's going around murdering people and he's kind of going along with it. Like, I think there's interest if they if they take the exact character, there's a lot they can do even after his redemption arc. But if they don't, I almost feel like I almost feel like fans would be more mad about that. Like if he just reverts back to completely evil, controlled by the arms Doc Ock, then it, it, even if you explain it as he's a variant, it's still like unless they give us so the one way they could change it is if they gave us backstory. Like if they show the, how it's different from that Spider-Man movie and it's like they redo that sun scene except he doesn't pull it down, you know, whatever. And then yeah. Peter kills him. Like, they could do that. But otherwise, it just... I don't know. Yes. See, I'm really interested on how they show the introductions of Toby, Andrew, and the villains. Yeah. Through the multiverse. Because at the heart... It, it, the trailer was really cool in the sense that, once again, I like Doctor Strange. I didn't think we were going to get those visuals in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I thought the Spider-Man movie was going to be pretty grounded... Like, in terms of visuals, which is, I mean, that's basically where they've went with 1 and 2. It's been pretty, like, standard. But I think we're only seeing the first 20 minutes, you know? Like, from what we see in the trailers, I really think, like, obviously the Alfred Molina shot probably comes later down the line. But, like, the whole story aspect of it, Marvel's done, at least recently, hasn't really been giving stuff away. And that's evident with the Shang-Chi trailers. And, you know, they've been locking down the fort, so... I doubt that they would give us too much too fast. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll have to find out. 
I we should just go right into uh right into our review for Shang-Chi. I saw it on Friday. You saw it on Thursday. If you haven't checked out, it is the broke a record for Labor Day weekend openings. It was projected to do in between 45 and 55 mil. It ended up doing 95. So, a huge success. I actually bought two sets of tickets, so you're welcome. And that's because I don't know if if anybody was watching, but a hurricane hit us recently and the movie theater that I was already already had tickets to go to was kind of in the Schuylkill River by like 4 p.m. and my movie was at 6 so I had to go buy (laughs) extra tickets drive over like 45 minutes out of my way to avoid all the flooding so it it was definitely I definitely wanted to go see it that night and I'm glad I did even if it ended at like 10 30 it was still like I was awake the whole movie dude mine didn't start till 9 20 so I wasn't over till 11 30 I like seeing movies late though yeah I mean it's I mean, it's just such a good movie, man. I I just had fun from beginning to end. There was I had a little bit of a lull at one point, and I do want to kind of talk about uh, one of our guest appearances that we knew was going to happen. Go ahead, watch our YouTube video just on the Marvel one shot and how that's canon, because we kind of we kind of called or every it was kind of hinted at, but we basically definitively said he's going to be in the next one, and that that video kind of explains it, but. I thought his, he was kind of there a little bit too long for me. But anyways, I want to start by asking you about the main cast performance because I fell in love with Tony Leung and I'm so sad that he won't be around in the MCU anymore. Yeah, I didn't think they were actually going to kill him off. But, you know, I think he's a Hong Kong actor yeah, um, based in Hong Kong. So, like... It's definitely different, and this was his first like American um, team that he said he worked with. So, you know, I can understand why. You know, I kind of feel like it's you know, like a Hella always... or Christian Bale. Yeah, you know, where in order to get them to do this, it had to be a one-off. Like they're like, we're not yeah. coming back, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably what happened here. And it's clear to me why. Like, he's just so good. He's so good in this movie. I really enjoyed how he explained. So in an interview, he said that I never played Wenbu like a villain. He was just a basically a lost father. Literally, it's 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 I I love. He definitely cared for his children. Still, you you see that love come through, and you just see how grief, which is like kind of a callback to WandaVision, can just overcome someone, and it kind of doesn't help when you have you know the dweller of darkness <laughs> whispering in your ear that your wife is alive. What did you think about the dweller? Cause this is something that they didn't show whatsoever yeah. in any of the promo. I don't know, which I really liked. It was a big, twist. I liked it. Um, I do have my only criticism about that final scene. That battle scene was kind of when we went down a little too easy for me. Like I, Maybe after he dealt some blows, but I guess get he was saving his son, and I like that he gave over the rings, but also that it was basically the great protector versus um the dweller in darkness for like you know fifteen minutes, yeah, I just wish, yeah, I can yeah, see I that. just wish Shang was more involved in that. I thought him trying to grab and save his sister was i mean. I get it. It was like, I'm never letting you go again because he left last time. But it's like, 
it was kind of cheesy to me, and I really think he could have been more involved, like just whipping those rings. But other than that, I, I didn't mind the Dweller in Darkness. He brings up a ton of questions in the MCU. Just who the hell is he? Like, what, if he exists, is there other dimensions that he exists in, you know? I mean, what are your thoughts? I liked it. I mean, I thought the end, yeah, I did think for a moment, I'm like, he's kind of on, he's like, he's kind of in for the ride. Yeah. Almost in this final fight. And I know, obviously, like, he had the huge, they had the huge part with his father, which, first of all, that looks sick. His, f- I don't, I don't care what you, I don't care what your opinion is. Uh, you have to admit at some point how good that looks. What, what part? Like the usage of the rings when he like stole five and they were trading. Oh no, that like final fight was power. dope, like, dude! In front of the egg-looking dragon scale wall, that was sick. I thought that was the final fight for a second, and that's why I'm not, I'm not annoyed that he was like, eh, not annoyed. It's a really small criticism that he was like on the dragon, just on the great protector, kind of on the, on a ride for a little bit. Yeah, because he's that huge fight scene and stuff, and then he's dealing. I mean, he makes the final blow at, at the end. Anyway, I think that's sick. Yeah, I think I think that you know that final scene where he makes him explode. That was kind of dope. Um, what do you think about uh, Simu Liu's, you know, portrayal of Shang Chi? Good. I like it. I think he the cool. And this is something that uh, Ethan Hawke said about doing the Moon Knight show. He goes, you know, you play characters like Spider Man and stuff, and they come with so much baggage. But, like, with these new characters, like, Moon Knight, Shang-Chi, people that aren't, like, huge in the comics, I think you can take a really cool and different approach at it. Yeah. And I like what he did, and honestly, even if you wanted to say, oh, he did good or bad, you only, you can't compare it to anything, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, it's... I it's, like that he can just go fresh in. It's been overwhelmingly positive, the response to him, and he's definitely going to be a player coming up in, you know, the next... Couple phases, hundred oh. percent main main Avengers yeah, he, member. Yeah, he'll be a main. Yeah, main. Like I'm talking, we're talking like one of the, like if he would be the OG six a member of this upcoming you know phase. Yeah, and he really it, like he's really powerful. Like with the rings, he's yeah. very I, powerful. I want I want to say in episode twenty seven, no one agreed with me that he would be keeping the rings by the end yeah. of the movie. You're right. And I did say he lose. He had to. This is like phase four, five, six, like wherever this goes. The power ups. I think you are convinced the biggest me. Part. I think on that podcast, I ended up agreeing with you because you said the exact same thing you just said. Everyone's powering up. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. He has. Well, he doesn't have the ability outside of Talo, which is going to be interesting. The airbending that he's yeah. able to do. I don't. I don't know what you want, the the term for it. it but that's basically people what it are is. referring to it as airbending. So. Okay, that let's talk about the action and stuff. Wait, wait, before we get there, I want to talk about Aquafina as Katie, and I want to talk about uh, his sister Xiaoling. Thoughts? Did you know that was her first like movie credit appearance ever? Who Xia Xiaoling? Yeah, like wow, in a big movie like that. That's crazy. That was her like first thing. She was really good in it, and I, and I think I was surprised by Aquafina's performance and I really think the friendship felt real and a lot of the times it doesn't when you know one of them is yes. overwhelmingly the the funnier one which she is I mean mm-hmm. she probably I would say 80% of her jokes landed with me 
like laugh out loud funny. Um, and that's really yeah. good. That's really good for a Marvel movie. And I thought, like the Sean, you changed your name from Sean to Sean. Really? I'm surprised he hasn't found you yet. Like that. That's 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 great, man. And I I just loved her. I I can't wait to see her again. I kind of felt like they're setting up a romance, but I also like the fact that they're still friends first. Yeah. So uh, Simu was asked about that, and he said. Um, it was one of those things where he was like, well, the op- the openness to the possibility is there. So yeah. I feel like something's definitely going to happen. I I kind of rather them just stay as friends. We'll see. It could be one of those like Pepper Potts, Tony Stark things where it's like they just end up spending so much time together that there's no yeah. one else and they just love each other. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely sticking around yeah. uh, by the post credit, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, but that was cool to see that, you know, not not only was it just like Sean come through, you know, Aquafina characters, Katie came as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought the whole whole cast was good. The directing and choreography was insane. Yeah, the action scenes really, really stood out. I mean, it almost feels, for me, it felt like the only issue I have is that each fight got, it was like the best fight was was... The bus fight, in my opinion. I thought that was crazy. Even with, like, zero story set up for it and just him being surprised. I thought that entire fight was phenomenal. It's so cool because if you didn't see the trailers... Yeah. I mean, you had no idea what was about to happen. Exactly. And it just... It, it takes the movie from, like, zero to a hundred, like... Right there. Right away. Yeah. Which is and then, and then from there on, it's just, you know, let's go. But... Yeah, I, li- I like the, the bus. The bus scene was really, really good. I mean, it introduces a lot of just that kung fu aspect that they were looking for. And then my personal opinion, I really liked the scaffolding scene on the side of the building. That was good. The way that was filmed with... And look, for like... for pro- I'm a huge Winter Soldier fan. I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are. But like, the, the, the fighting in that movie is really good. Like, the knife flip with Bucky and stuff, that looks awesome. They do a lot of quick cuts, what it's referred to in that, um, and a lot of shaky like cam Jason on the Bourne fighting. Stuff. Yeah, which, for that movie, it works really, really well. Like, that was the style they were going for. It, it gets the audience, like, by the action of shaking the camera and moving so fast, it kind of amps, brings stress to the audience. Yeah, like, you kind of tense up in a way. Yeah. Now, the way Shang-Chi did it was... I mean, it was like a one take. Yeah. The, the camera was just on, and he was just whipping through the scat. There was one part where they do, like, a point of view. Like, the the camera is moving with the with the character yeah. as it's they're going, like, in and out and stuff. And, like, that, that, part, was, that part was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, really enjoyed I thought it was great, too. I thought it was... I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say it's worse than the bus fight. The bus fight for me was... I like the fact that it was in motion, but... And I also like the fact that it has a satisfying ending. The scaffolding fight was sick. The Death Dealer, I wish he got to kill him. I thought that would have been a great, like, oh, he's kind of dark moment. Remember when he's about to stab him and his dad stops him? What, what, what's the reference he says? He says a blood something can only be... A blood debt can only be p- paid with blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would have been cool to see him use it on him. Yeah, I know. I mean, here's the thing. Death Dealer is once again a major part of the marketing. And he's it's exactly a nobody. what Taskmaster was. He's a nobody. 
But I understand kind of why, and it's a lot of what Marvel did with the Mandarin and like the twist that they always throw. And so, and especially when you don't want to use a lot of marketing, right? They only show, they only use like first half of the movie really for marketing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's basically nothing of Talo in the trailers at all. Yeah. You get like the one intro fight scene that they have. Yeah. So I understand why Death Dealer was shown a lot, but it's kind of like, Okay, that's 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 enough with that marketing scheme. Let's let's do yeah. something different. Let's let's talk about um the final fight and specifically for me, the CGI in the final fight. Cuz I was really nervous going into this. Like I just didn't want another Black Panther Rhino that, you know, looks like somebody tried their best on but just did not look real. But these like mystical creatures looked amazing. And they looked real, and they had emotions, and I was invested in them. Morris. Morris. I mean, Morris is a whole different story. I'm really talking about the lions at the end. and like Oh, the lions. The lions were The sick. lions, all those other creatures that they run into. The CGI in that final scene was just great. I, I love that fight. That fight was good. The whole Sean kind of came out of it. Like, maybe the, there's a middle portion that was paced a little weird. You know, when he's like, you're afraid of me, and you'll always be afraid of me. And he's like, I'm not afraid of you. That was a little cheesy for me. Which part? Uh, When they're standing, when Sean kind of escapes from the crowd, and he chases his dad down, who's on his way to the gate. And they have the fight, and he has a bamboo stick. And he actually starts landing some punches with it. I I like the... That part of the fight, though, it looked cool at least. It looked cool. Uh, you know, I just didn't like the dialogue as much. Okay, I liked when he said, "Is this, uh, is this who you want me to be and stuff?" And he starts like to, like lose it. Yeah, uh, that part that was, was good. good. I think it's the scene you're talking about before. Yeah, right? but like right before it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, honestly, it's it's a movie I have to go watch again. There's like only so much I can remember I on the first watch. I almost wish it was on <laughs> Disney Plus, but then it would probably. Kill the box office forever, so. Yeah, it would. Um, speaking of box office real quick, like we mentioned, 95 mil. Uh, Venom actually pushed their date up by two weeks because um, Sony loves money. Yeah. And so, but, I mean, it's not going to make that much. Um, anyway, uh, it's a good thing for Eternals also. That comes out November 5th. We'll get into more of that as uh, the weeks go by. Um, but back to Shang-Chi. Let's talk about Talo. Let's talk. So, Mystical Heavenly City. Like you said earlier before this call, that you you think it's really gonna be linked to that. Um, they got dragons, they got yep magic, dragon magic too, uh, which is imbued the into scales. all of their armor, which which is what he has, which could be why he could if he wears that. I bet you he'll be able to use the rings. Cause it's, what do you mean? Because some of the magic will be in the armor. Oh, quick question: Did you? The rings in the comics are very different. Yeah. Like, each ring has a special ability. Yeah. I like the design they went with the rings here. Yeah, I think... It, it almost turns it into... It's very unique in the fact that, yes, they are kind of all combined, but you can do so much with them. Like, in the beginning of the movie, when Wenwu starts whipping them around him and he's a force field, like, that's sick. Yeah, I think... I think, too, um, they don't not have those elemental powers. Like, I think... Part of it is the wearer, the person using them, how they use them. And I think Wenwu's probably only ever used them for brute force and just conquering. So, like, all of his attacks are, like, lightning-based. 
attack moves where he punches them at like a million miles per hour, where he creates a defensive shield. I think that with imbued with different magic, clearly, uh, Shang might be able in and with the help of probably, you know, the Sanctum Sanctorum and all of Doctor Strange, like he might be able to unlock more of these powers. I do think that's a possibility. I think they left it as open ended as they did so that they could explain it in depth down the line. That's a good point. But I do like the way they're used. Don't get me wrong. I thought the way they were used completely matched the character. I, one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, because I didn't think it would happen, was after, you know, he goes to the Iron Gang's holdout and he brought Shang along and he's just killing all these guys and he looks at him and he asks him a question and then he just punches down and you just hear <gasps> oh yeah, yeah dude yeah it that was, was crazy brutal that was great when you see it in the trailer you have honestly you know you have no context yeah. and you kind of just think that he's like getting them ready or yeah. something and that, that was sick yeah he just he's like all right it was great it's over. that was awesome i love the <laughs> rings since we're talking about the rings we should just talk about it now yeah the post credit scene. Okay. I mean, that's... What the post credit scene insinuates, what it was about, what do you think? I mean, first off, it was really funny. A um, couple things to hit on. Um, Captain Marvel's in it. She grew her hair back out, and she seems to be in better spirits. Thank you. Um, yes. And we see a huge reveal that probably not a lot of non-MCU fans would really take to be a big deal, but we see Bruce Banner. We don't see Professor Hulk. We don't see a version of Hulk. We see Bruce Banner in a sling, which means that he is now reverted from Professor Hulk back. Yeah. Which is which is significant. And we'll get to the ring part of it in a second. But can I just spit a theory? And if it's correct, it's correct. Let's hear it. So this is going to tie directly into the She-Hulk series. And I think that this actually takes place after it. And what happens is, is that Bruce probably, for whatever reason, turns back into Bruce Banner. Maybe they explain it, maybe they don't. But maybe he thinks that he no longer has the ability to turn into the Hulk. And then we get the typical blood transfusion scene, which is right from the comics, right? I could be wrong. But basically, she gets hurt. She gets a blood transfusion from Bruce who in this timeline, now that he's not Professor Hulk anymore, thinks that he's not infected with the gamma, right? He thinks he's gamma-free, but he miscalculates, and now Jennifer Walters is She-Hulk. Ooh. That would also save them money in that series by having him as a permanent Bruce Banner because they're already going to be doing the Abomination, and they're already going to be doing She-Hulk. Who apparently is going to be in form a lot. Exactly. More than people think. So you think they'd be able to pay yeah. for both of them? Three of them, technically. Three of them, yeah. So that's why I think that's just, you know, I'm sure that's probably already circulating and people are already saying that shit. But, like, I, I thought about that on my drive home from the lake yesterday. But I thought that was a great... I like that theory. It's interesting. Yeah, a lot of... There's a ton of timeline questions, which is, like, maybe I'll maybe we do a video on it, but, like... I mean, it's kind of hard to yeah. gauge of where everything is. Um, we'll just know by when they release it on Disney Plus in chronological that's order. That's true, but but still, it doesn't give you everything. Like for example, if there's crossover, nah, we're not gonna. If there's crossover, yeah, then that's not, the confusing part. But 
Yeah, and like specific like month of the year, like in the universe, like is it 2023 end of the year? Is it 2024? For like No Way Home is going to be December 2024. Yeah, which is you know Hawkeye's 2025 January. So yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. Also, let's let's talk about the actual important part of that though. That post credit scene is that the the ring is sending out a beacon to somebody, and now I. And my foolish brain just went Galactus, because I, you know, I'm, I'm me. I go for the easy answers first. But you had a better theory, so let me hear it. Who is it calling out to? It's calling out to Finn Fang, Foom. Boom. You heard it here first. So the director came out said that you should kind of know who is being pinged or who the beacon is reaching out to. And then it's in the comics. And one of the main things I think that people didn't get from the movie is there's no Fin Fang Foom, which is a huge, like huge character, yeah. a huge part of the story. And so we thought he was going to be in there. If you go listen to our older yeah, podcast, we definitely thought we would see him. Yeah, we we knew the who the you know the Great Protector was in it from the trailer yeah. and the the toy leaks and stuff, but we thought Fin Fang Foom was something that they were just holding out, not showing. It ends up being that, yeah, he's not in the movie, but now there's the Ten Rings and the origin of what they, we never get a full origin of them, right? All we just say is, okay, the the people who, they refer to him as the Mandarin, Wenwu, he's, he found these in a cave. Yeah, Talo definitely knows what the rings are, and clearly the Dweller of Darkness also can sense the rings, because otherwise he wouldn't have called out to him. Yes, and that's another good point because that is the dweller is a version of a dragon. Yeah, and I think this ties into Fin Fang Foom, which in the comics the rings were actually just uh, they were pretty much like power mechanics for uh, spaceships, and so they came from I think it was the race Axon Car, maybe that was the planet that they're originally it was from. Like a giant key to a car. There are ten of them. Yeah, a, a, a spaceship. Yeah, and so Fin Fang Foom and that race of dragons, it was like their sacred item. Yeah, and much. in the comics, the, the they're they're aliens. And now, me and you talked about this, and the one thing I think they're gonna do is kind of retcon it to making Fing Fing Foom a interdimensional or not interdimensional, yeah, interdimensional mystic creature, kind of like how we saw the Dweller in Darkness, because they specifically look at Captain Marvel and ask her, "Is this from space?" And she goes, nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, which is a which means that it's not from this universe. And if it is, it's ex- it's something out of her league cosmic wise. Yeah. So it would have to be more of that mystical new corner that the MCU has taken us, which is what we see in Talo. Yeah. Except I don't know if it's from the Talo dimension. I don't think it that's w- that's something that confused me. See, like, what is it's it's referred to as a pocket universe, but like. How big is this universe? Well, I think their Talo is literally just guarding that one gate, and it's just this one cutout portion, kind of like how I can't even think of the other city from Iron Fist is at the top of Mount Everest or whatever. Like here, it's in some pocket, yeah, in some mountain. Um, I'm sure they'll never explain that. It's probably too confusing. And if they try to explain mm-hmm. it, then they'll just trip everybody up. So I think they'll just keep it as, yeah, 
That exists. I think we'll see Iron Iron Fist in uh, the sequel. You do? Yeah, I feel like. They... Please, dear God, have them recast. Oh, I th- yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that'll happen. But yeah, in general, we, at least I do believe it's Finn Fang Foom coming to take back the rings. What's his? And so that'll be a hell of a sequel. Yeah, it would be. Which maybe it's not. See, now the thing is, is they would. I don't know. Two post credit scenes to set up one sequel. That is very rare. I think, and so the second. I think Shang Chi is going to be determined by the next next Avengers, or you know, like that that sequel won't make sense until further into the universe. We get yeah. we see more of his story. Yeah, it'll be interesting where to see he shows up next. You know, like I mean, he basically just got a. Bruce says, "Welcome to the team." Like he is officially an, an Avenger. Yeah. What does he say? Welcome uh, or, to the circus. Yeah. yeah, which yeah, which means welcome, welcome to the team. To the Basically, team. The same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Is there a team right now? Which means is they're that strong. like the first kind of regathering of the team? Interesting that Hulk and uh, Banner and uh, Captain Marvel are kind of like the the main the main two. Yeah, I guess. Maybe well, right now? he doesn't have her number, so I guess it's really just Bruce and whenever she wants to show up. <laughs> Apparently, that is going to be. Um, looked at within the the Marvels, the Captain Marvel two sequel, like how she's like kind of never really there for anyone, even yeah. though she thinks she is. So that that's that's something interesting. Now the second post credit was um his sister uh, taking over the ten rings. Um, I don't know how I really felt about that. Um, I'm sure there's some comic story that I I'm not aware about. I don't know if it needed or, to be a post credit uh, scene. Yeah, I don't know. It just like kind of came out of nowhere. I know she likes power and wanted to start up her own thing like she does in San Francisco, and it kind of makes sense. But it's like I don't know. Yeah, I guess the Ten Rings will return. You know what? Maybe that's maybe that is because the Ten Rings will return sooner than we think. Yeah. So not necessarily the sequel. Maybe some Sharon Carter related things. That's where we're going to see yeah, him. Disney, yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, oh, also, um, based off the timeline, Chang was snapped. So he was gone for five years. Yes. Yeah, something to, some of you pointed out. I didn't even uh, take notice of that, but he's, how old is he in 1996 or 7 when they showed that scene? Um, I have no idea. All I know is that when he ran away from home, he was 14 and he's 24. So, te- it, I don't remember the math. I got to freaking look it up. But basically, it only adds up with the five year gap. Yeah. So, th- he, he aged 10 years and 15 years. So, you do the math. <laughs> That's not how that works. Surprised they didn't really talk about that. Like, mention, like, oh, I was, well, I was gone for five years, like something small. I feel like that's something they have to kind of do. I don't know. I know they don't want to oversaturate the the you know post post blip stuff, but it's kind of necessary almost. And maybe you know maybe that's just left up for the term, uh, you know, for us to decide. We will know if Yelena was snapped and Hawkeye. That's something that they go over, which I'm gonna go with yes. But 
So Shang was born in oh. 1999. He left the Ten Rings in 2014. Yep. And then... Uh, so he wasn't snapped. Wait, this might not. Oh, this is what it said. It, oh, it literally could be either one. How? It, that's what it says in line. If he's 14 in 2024... Okay, he's suggested to be born in 1996. But he leaves the Ten Rings when he's 14 years old. Which would be in 2010. 2010. Shang-Chi says that he met Katie soon after coming to the United States and has known her for 10 years. This moves the timeline up to 2020, two years after Thanos' snap, and three years before Avengers Endgame and the blip. Taking this information at face value would mean that Shang-Chi would have to be snapped. The movie doesn't touch on whether or not that happened, but Shang-Chi would have had to take place in 2026 for this to be true and line up. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, they just didn't. But they takes, didn't explain it. They're, it's just it could. They didn't. It. They didn't outright say whether it was twenty twenty four or not. We're assuming that. Yeah. Um. Oh, there was a there was an Easter egg. It was something about um, post blip like therapy or trauma. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I'm gonna go with twenty twenty four. I feel like that's a pretty safe. Uh, I guess we'll find safe out. Safe argument. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta come up. Come on. What the snap? I feel it. I feel like it's the first post MCU project that just skipped after it. But I kind of liked it though. Actually, you know, what? I kind of like that they dealt with the snap. They then didn't it would have. Yeah, if they dealt with it, then it would have kind of bogged it down. Oh no, they shouldn't have dealt with it. I just maybe like to hear like a reference of whether or not. Just clarify. Hey, I turned yeah, to dust. To remember? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Come up, come on. What the snap? I feel it. I feel like it's the first post MCU project that just skipped after it. But I kind of liked it though. Actually, you know, what? I kind of like that they dealt with the snap. They then didn't it would have. Yeah, if they dealt with it, then it would have kind of bogged it down. Oh no, they shouldn't have dealt with it. I just maybe like to hear like a reference of whether or not. Just clarify. Hey, I yeah, turned to dust. To remember? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you, uh, out of 10, what would you rank it? And where does it fit into your I'd say like a plethora of movies of MCU? 8.8, and it's probably like number six or seven on my list. I need to watch it again. But if you asked me the day I walked out of the theater, I told Sam, top five. I don't know if it's there. I It could be. I got to watch it again. Yeah, so I have uh, my top six are... Infinity War, Winter Soldier, Endgame, Ragnarok, Civil War, Guardians 2, Shang-Chi sits at number 7. Jumps Doctor Strange. I think it's the best origin movie all around. Yeah. Uh, I also give it about an 8, 8, 7, 8, 8. And I think it's, I think it's very rewatchable. And obviously it hasn't something, I, I haven't been able to get around to it again. So Yeah, obviously. I think it'll just, I think it'll just boost up. Yeah. Again. Wow, I mean, it was great. I have a question for you. Last one here. Hit me. You can only choose one character or thing to be your sidekick. Baby Groot, Goose, Red Wing, or Morris? Goose, like the Flurkin, or Goose the Cat? Wait, no. Is Goose? Comes as a package. The the cat. (sighs) Wow. Is there something I'm missing? Is there like a little creature I'm missing? An animal? Trying to think. No, I don't think so. I think that's all of them. I mean, technically Jarvis, but 
He's kind of more the vision. Oh, uh, I wouldn't really. Yeah, Jarvis isn't really a pet to me. Honestly, I mean, how do you not go with Baby Groot? Because he'll become Big Groot, and then Baby Groot. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Baby Groot. All right, you gonna take Morris? I think I gotta go. I got, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go Morris, dude. Morris is a now here now. I want to see Morris ride on Red Wing. That that that's something that's a that dream. We need to see. Or Red Wing riding on Morris, because Morris, Morris got wings. Flying. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I know. What what a wild movie <laughs> in some points. Just yeah. the weirdest crap. A chicken duck. I like weird. A chicken pig. What was it? A pig chicken? Faceless chicken pig. pig. Chicken. That's what Aquafina oh, calls it. Yeah. There were some creepy things. I like the little... It looked like a Pokemon when they first get into the tallow. The white thing. Yeah. And then there's like some sphinxes. A Vulpix looking thing. Yeah. And then a bunch of Morrises. <laughs> Probably his family. I think that'll close it out, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I th- I think that's just where the cookie crumbles, kind of falls apart and starts spilling all over the floor. And you know, now you got ants. But what do you do for ants? You buy those ant traps. Those don't really work. So what you have to do is actually you have to get gasoline and you have to pour it all over your room and light it on fire and just walk away. Now you're homeless. That's uh, it's a hell of a story. Or, I mean, what do you call that? A story? The uh, stream of conscious. Stream of conscious. Yeah. Damn. I feel like you can get an exterminator, and that you know that'd nah. be a lot more effective. Nah. No. No. Well, not allowed. Fuck it. <laughs> That's episode twenty-eight. The Shang Chi review. Got more stuff coming. Like always, go check out the YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Another Marvel Guy. Show your friends. Subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, everywhere. Drop a little review in there. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. That might help out the algorithm. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I'll do it for an episode. Thank you once again for listening. We will catch y'all in a blip. Peace. See you soon.